Finally, time for me to use my vampire impression. I don't really want to do this. Right Welcome now. to D Comedy, a oh. rewatch review. Whatever the you want to call. The vampire in this movie doesn't even talk like that. It's true. He's British. It's very true. Is he? He's kind of all over the place. ha. <laughs> 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 I. Um, wait, I don't know if I said the whole thing. To your f- now, where are you <laughs> welcome geographically? To, welcome, everyone, to D-Comedy, our rewatch review. I've totally lost Pack it. Pack it in. Welcome, everybody, to D-Comedy, our rewatch review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. As always, this spooky season, I'll be your host, Spookus. It should be Bookus. Spookus is better. Bookus. Spookus is better. You just like the term boo. Boo. Yeah, see, she likes. And you're just jealous because you don't have anything fun to turn you your name into. You can call me to. boo. Anyway, we are here today to discuss the Disney Channel classic, Mom's Got this a Date a classic, with a Vampire. This is a classic. really long and unwieldy title, if I'm being quite honest. Okay, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I love, I had never seen it. I love Halloween. I think Luke was a little too young. Like, Luke, me and Luke were kind of talking off mic about this, and, like, he didn't realize. Like, when I saw the poll go up, I was like, this will win, because I just remember it being a big deal. I remember watching it on TV a bunch, but I think he might have been a little too young. Like, what year did this come out? Do you know? Uh, 2000, I believe. 2000, oh, yeah. So I was four. And, and I think it might have been scary-ish for two four-year-old i, I mean, fucking loved I don't, it i don't know i think it's pretty blunted in some ways speaking of which thank you yes thank you to everybody who voted on our, our twitter poll for choosing this movie for us and this one i would say pretty handily compared to everything else which i was surprised by i mean we had don't look under the bed which is I a very, very <laughs> which is a very uh infamous reputation i would say also the 2019 remake of under wraps i decided to throw on there which i thought would be funny because we haven't done the original under wraps i kind of want to save that to do for the last episode of d comedy but yeah, even though I didn't have a lot of nostalgia for this because I'd never really seen it, uh, I thought it was pretty solid. I think in some ways, though, it was a little, excuse the pun, lifeless. Some of the performances were a little iffy for me, but the ones that shine really shine, in my opinion. There's some high highs and some kind of middling lows. I don't know. But, not, but I, didn't th- I don't know if we agree here. I wouldn't say there was anything that was told that was absolutely awful but there was some stuff that i did not enjoy there's some stuff that i wish was better but overall this thing is like short and sweet it is point. it's not too long it gets in it gets out also like iconic cast of adults only those yes. kids have yeah, uh, the kids this, that, that's but that's Emma, you've hit on what i've already uh, you said we don't agree well, you're around the bush. and you, you said we don't agree and then say my point exactly the adults in this movie are fantastic that, i mean i saw the credits pop up and i was like i fucking forgot this is a murder dad girl. from lizzie mcguire the dad from lizzie mcguire an, Robert aunt, Carradine, an aunt from sabrina the teenage witch and fucking the, the, the dad from the nanny it's the vampire <laughs> who does a really good job i mean they all they all do i mean robert Carradine's a little whatever but Robert Carradine doesn't have enough to do in my mind yes I think he's great what well, do you think I like that he, I like that he's like trying to be a cool vampire hunter but he's also just kind of like a shy yeah. lame guy I kind of like that I like that character which it's underplayed I wish they had him more comedy some more stuff to do because he's I, I wish uh, yeah more stuff to do in general Carolyn Ray is killing it oh what she is my favorite kid. one genuinely I say this 100% honestly one of my favorite decom characters in years oh I'm, I'm, I, I mean, immediately fell in love with this woman I don't know you probably similar age 
age gap problems, but I am a huge, 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 huge Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan. I think I have seen every episode of that show. I Which means I've seen about half of every half, half of all the episodes because Emma would make me watch it with her. I've seen an a, There was like a made for a TV Sabrina movie. Remember yeah. that one where she goes to Australia and meets mermaids? Yeah. That I had saved on a VHS tape. Yep. I and, recorded. And you made me watch all the time. And I, it exploded in our VHS player because I watched it so many times. There's a there's a plot about the mermaids' tails being like worn or something and they have to put lotion on them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, anyway, I love Sabrina. I think Caroline Ray is hilarious. Like, she has great comedic timing. She always yes. has. And, like, she's really good at being, like, maternal, but also kooky. And I think that comes out well in this. Yes. Like, I, I don't know. I wanted, I, I wanted so much more from her. I also just kind of love the plot of this movie that I didn't remember this at all. Like, as a kid, I was like, oh, it's mom's got a date with a vampire. Their mom goes on a date with a vampire. It says and, it all in the title. And then I and then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, it's also Stella gets her groove back. Yeah, like, it's, a little like, your, it's a little bit of Fright Night, it's kind of all these things mixed together. But I will say, this movie and I got off on a great relationship immediately because the title card for this movie is banging. Banging! Because normally, I feel like we remark on... It's usually like Times New Roman. Yeah, it's normal. (laughs) I feel like we remark on title cards a lot on this podcast and it's just kind of whatever because you're not watching the movie. But normally it's just like some text on a black background or like some freaking word art page. This one, it's on the set on a back of moon and like bats fly everywhere. I I was like, ooh, hell yeah. I don't want to sound like an idiot because I know that I should ask these questions before, but Luke does all the heavy lifting here. This was a true decom. Like, this was a Disney Channel original movie. Yes. Not ABC Family. Yes. We're sure. Yes. We wouldn't be doing this. The guy from The Nanny did a decom? Like, I'm telling you, like, here's my thing about this, is, like, these three adult leads, this isn't like they've been out of work for 30 years. Like, they were all in their prime in 2000. Well, well, wasn't, was Sabrina on ABC Family? Yes, wasn't it? So, like, so that's how, and then Lizzie McGuire was at least starting soon. When did Lizzie McGuire start? I'm I'm trying to cross-reference all of these shows, because I'm just saying, these were not, like, washed-up actors at the time. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lizzie McGuire started two thousand one, so Lizzie, so they they had. So it's about to start. It's about to start. Um, I don't know how the dad from the nanny fits in, but I mean, there, there's ties there. But we open on a fake vampire movie, which they reference a lot, called The Revenge of Count Krelsky, I believe is the name. And it's at ABC. I'm sorry, I'm really well. It's the same thing. Here. It's the same thing. It's ABC is still all by Disney. And uh, you know, we watched the movie for a little bit. Sabrina went to like two thousand three at least. Like, oh yeah, I'm very, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like it went nineteen ninety six, two thousand three. So like she was, she was still Ray on. was in this. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I think and, they probably and threw it to her. That was a big deal. Like I don't know. When did the nanny go off the? Air? I, I'm a, you're doing. You're really getting in the weeds with this. But it, it, the, we watched the movie for a little bit. I will say the fake actors in this movie are really going 99, for it. So it just ended. Okay. But he's hot off the nanny. I, it's <laughs> like he's hot off the nanny, and the first thing we can get him is a decom. I'm not saying he doesn't do an amazing. He does job, a really good job. But I'm just worried about these people's agents. But we watched the movie for a little bit. The actors are really going for it, and we're introduced to I guess the main character. Uh, Adam Hansen. Who the fuck is this kid? I, I don't know, and I don't think he's very good in this movie. You know movie. who he is? Macaulay Culkin, Costco brand. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. Kirkland. They're trying to get with. someone to Kirkland brand Culkin. It's Kirkland Culkin, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Instead of Kieran, he's Kirk, he's Kirkland. Kieran. Kieran, whatever the fuck. It's very, very clear he's trying to do Macaulay Culkin. I'm not saying, I actually like, didn't hate this kid. I just hated that he was doing a Macaulay Culkin impression. I did. I didn't hate this kid because I think he has. These kids are so blonde, except for the last one that's a flaming ginger. Well, I didn't hate this kid because I think he does a pretty good job when interacting with adults, and even his older sister Chelsea, who I think is the best. Oh, I think she's the worst. I thought she was such a bad actress. Wow, that's a totally, totally 
different end of the spectrum. I thought this. I thought the other two kids were way worse actors than her. The whole thing falls apart when it's the brother and sister talking to each other. A little bit. There's yes. like you could drive a car through the dead air. And no, they, the, like the, their their emotional confrontation. They're like not even look at each other in the confrontation. Yes. Like reconciliation. Like I don't know. I guess I like you. Like we're we're still a family. Like they're Which like is so tacked on. They're like they're ten miles away from each other, not looking at each other. And I'm like, you guys have no rapport. All right, let's jump ahead just a little bit. What are what are your opinions on Duffy and Boomer? Those two kids of undeterminable age yes. who are like stoners. But yes. Why do they have Boston accents? I don't know. But, but they he, go brother. They're like, a, what the fuck was there's that? There's a lot going on there and we'll unpack it as it comes up. But uh, the thing was, I was, I hated both of those characters so much because that's what the scenes with Duffy are like when he's talking to his friend. Duffy. Oh, you could drive a truck. You, it, it's amazing. So I didn't even notice. I was like, I thought all the scenes with Chelsea were fine because I was so focused he was on the Duffy. Worst. It was the, the worst. He, was worst he and Boomer are the worst. Because the, the, the middle, the main kid, he was quick. Like when you get him with the mom, yeah. he could go boom, And with boom, the vampire. Boom. And with the vampire. They're fine. But the second you get that Duffy kid in there, the whole scene would just roll it's, to it's that, That's what I'm talking about it being lifeless. It's just like at a certain point, the energy drains from everything. I did think the older sister was like gorgeous. I just didn't, I just didn't think her and the brother had like a quick sibling banter that I I don't either. I'm going to be, I'm going to say something bold yet true is that I think Chelsea should have been the main, main character of this film and then erase Taylor because he's entirely pointless yeah. and then make Adam the one who teams up with the vampire because he's the one who cares about who that is. You're right. And he never meets him for like the entire movie. I also had no recollection that this movie kicks off and the middle kid's already obsessed with vampires. Like what a weird niche No, that interest. No, that's a classic horror movie, especially like 80s horror movie thing is like, oh, a horror movie thing is happening in real life. Good thing there's one kid in town who loves horror and monster movies. Because yeah, he's the one who's watching the the Count Kralski movie and his sister Chelsea picks up the phone. It's her boyfriend, Peter, who we never get to see and I was really disappointed I was, by that. I, he sounded hot from the, <laughs> the vibe. So I was trying to get my eyes on him. I don't know. He sounded like he was going through a lot. Um, But they like are fighting because she wants him to turn the movie off and go upstairs. And he's like, I was here first and is whatever. And then the mom comes in, yells at them. Uh, also, the fucking movie, the clips that they showed, they had to clearly film. That's not a real movie. Yes, I was saying, the actors are really going for it. They really... There. Well, also, the vampire has a Courtney Cox and Scream haircut. You still <laughs> bangs. No, I didn't know. They were up to the top of his forehead. Also, this introduced something... Okay, guys, I'm going to show my whole ass in this episode. I don't know a lot of vampire lore, and don't worry, I didn't Google it, and I didn't try to learn any. But, like, the whole scene that you see in the Krupski yeah, movie... Yeah, Krupski. I, we, I, I was going to say... It feels sh- like they're saying Officer Krupski. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking we should the pay The kid says it different, like, six times. Yeah, sure. We should pay lip service to what's going on because it will become important. This is, is that, what I want to pay lip service to, is the scene we are watching is the, the woman getting stuck in a vampire's trance. That's a thing. What is that? That's a thing. That's a no. That's a okay. real. That's a va- that's a thing from vampire myth is that they can entrance and hypnotize people, um, which they do in this movie. What what, what got me about the vampire lore? I think can they hypnotize anyone. Like, well, it depends. Why does like, he hypnotize the kids? It's, I guess he well, does I think it's a certain amount. I think it works. Again, I also didn't do a lot of googling in vampire lore. I think it works particularly well, or at least in the sense it's meant to work particularly well on women. I think let me be upfront. This movie is pulling the most from Dracula, the book. There's a ton okay. of there's a ton of references to Dracula. I've never read Dracula. Uh, I'm passingly familiar with it. And there's a whole thing in there where Dracula, even though he's like biting uh, Jonathan Harker, the main character, his fiance, he's biting her, but not turning her into a vampire. It's because he wants to make her like his bride, which is like a separate process and more involved. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's got like a hypnotic trance over her. Well, I, kind I, of I, a thing. I, I grew the Something parallel like between Van Helsing and Dracula because they 
named Robert Curdy and Van Helsing, and mm-hmm. that was pretty obvious. But I didn't really, I don't really know any of the trans lore. I guess that yeah, no, that's a real thing. I was just confused because I was like, "You got her in your car, just bite her." Like that was my okay, point. Also, but he wants to do a separate thing, which is like make her her his vampire queen or something, and like live in his house, which is a pretty weird sell, in my opinion. Okay, but also question mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, and I just want to. I did just Google this to back myself up. How do you kill a vampire? Wait, don't listen to this movie. How do you think you kill a vampire? Sunlight stake through the heart. Yes. Why do they keep fucking talking about silver bullets? That's werewolves. They don't. Yes, talk. they well, do. I don't remember a silver bullet. They talk about it three separate times. They're like silver stake. So nope. Carradine has like a silver stake. The silver nails in the That's coffin. That's the only time I heard anything silver. Okay, there's at two end. other references. Lucas, I, I never, wrote them down. All right, then bring them up when they come up because I do not remember them talking about silver. I, and I to, thought he had a wooden stake, and I was yes. like, oh, that makes sense. That's a wooden to stake. To be heart. fair, in some versions, silver is also effective, but that has kind of gone to the waste side as it goes. Silver, I think, is done as more of a warding thing, because werewolves, it is, you need silver to kill a werewolf. But I think they don't like silver because silver is, you know, pure or whatever. That kind of a thing. Oh, but overall, I think it get, it does, I mean, it does more vampire lore than freaking Twilight yeah, tried I, to do, so I'll, I'm giving him a pass. I would have loved if he sparkled. But that, but speaking of the coffin nails thing, I, I was wondering through this entire movie, I was like, they can't kill the vampire, right? Because no. the Disney Channel or just, like, how are they going to get out of this I one? I mean, it would have been crazy if Carradine had just driven that spike through well, the, well, I thought what they were going to do was like stake him like through the coffin so you don't see, see anything it. or like have him like you stake him and he like turns to stone so it's not bloody. That doesn't happen. We'll cover it at the end. Okay. So anyway, he's watching this scary movie. Yes. And then his phone rings and I'm going to level with you guys here because I don't know how well the rest of my notes go. I was trying to relax last night and I took an edible and I got like violently high against <laughs> my will. I thought it was just going to be like your own vampire trance. I I really was in my own vampire trance and I was so high that when the the, by the time the landline rang in this movie I thought it was my landline (laughs) and I was like do I have a landline and I was like holy shit and then I knew I was in trouble but I did love this movie so and speaking of the movie he's watching because it is important it's a vampire has like this woman that he's trying to make his queen but then her true love shows up and breaks her out of the trance and it sets up the only true love can break someone out of a vampire's I trance. From, that will become important. I did remember when I saw that part that it's the kids, her love for the kids, and I did love it. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, so she, the mom comes out while they're arguing over the phone or whatever. Tells and I them, said, these kids are blonde, starring Anna de Arnas. They are so blonde, both of them. So the mom comes over while they're having this argument over the phone and yells at them to get up and do their homework. And we see the third child, Taylor, who is the ginger, ginger the ginger, the ginger of the Does crew. Kid, anyone? He looks like he did he looks look like familiar. A he did brother. look familiar. I didn't look up what he was from. I forgot. I okay. Also, I did you get the same vibe from Taylor that they cast him way too old because they treat him like he's like five and he's well, always talking like I thought he was five. No, he's eight. I know. And then he said he was eight, and I was like, he's eight. Yeah. Well, both of the kids well, no, felt he, old. He looks too old to be eight, number one. Number two, his character feels five. He's all over the place. No, I, I also thought that the middle kid doesn't feel 13. No. I thought he was, I thought he was eight when I first put my eyes on him. I was like, that kid's nine. I would have bought, bought 10 or 11, yeah. Um, and I thought Chelsea, is that the sister? Chelsea. Was older because she's like on the phone with her boyfriend going on dates. She can't even drive. No. She's 15. Yeah, I guess the, so. The kids are all. I don't think they have a car. They have a car for her. I think in the mom. She made some, a comment. She's like, if it's next summer, I could be driving Yeah, us. you're right. But I was saying they couldn't take, but no, the freaking Dimitri drives, so they would have had a car, presumably. You're mm-hmm. right. Anyway. 
But the mom motions to Taylor, her one ginger child, and says, like, oh, you know you're not supposed to be watching the scary movies with Taylor. He gets all freaked out. And Taylor's like, oh, you know, Adam said it was okay. And he's the monster guy. Like, he knew it wasn't that Such bad. Such a weird personality. It's a, it's a thing in movies. And The mom feels a little bit like a Kathy comic at this point. She's like, act! <laughs> homework, homework, homework! A little bit. Do your homework! A little bit. And I was like, um, she goes, ugh, kids. And they go, ugh, moms. And I was like, what, am I they watching do that. a Kathy comic? And then it is a little over the top at the beginning. Uh, so Adam goes up to his room to do his homework but instead of doing his homework he's got a tabloid magazine called the weekly secret remember those grocery store tabloids oh. <laughs> yeah, i'm sure they still exist i know form. they do but i just remember being a kid and i used to read the front pages because what else were you doing in the checkout line with your mom but reading about how jfk was alive in texas like i mean i i love those things um but it, there's a it's a tabloid called the weekly secret and it's got an article about a vampire hunter named terrible Mal- tabloid name but the, the weekly secret. i kind of like it it's got a fun ring to it oh. um but it's got an article about a vampire hunter named malachi van helsing and so he decides to go to MalachiVanHelsing.com and the most 2000s ass internet scene also, of just Also, this guy has a computer in. in his room and also gets to use that computer whilst grounded. Some of the worst grounding I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like you're grounded. Just play video games on the computer you have in your room. I'm sorry. I didn't have a computer in my room, so I'm a little bit. Well, it was but also to the year 2000. Like, what does that kid need a computer for, realistically? To Google. Like, we, had one, had, we had one computer that we got in like junior high so we could use like Microsoft Word and end of list. Like, Go on the Space Jam website. <laughs> so while he's pretending to do his homework, he dude, mom knocks on the door, he hides all his stuff. She comes in and she tries to have a sit down talk. And this is where we learn that she is divorced from her I husband. I love that they're divorced. I don't know if I remembered this. I didn't, see, I didn't remember like the whole how Stella got her groove back part. Like I for, I think I assumed that because it was Disney, the dad was dead. But because they're divorced, that makes they're it divorced. so much better. And I love that. Also... Fuck this dad. He told all the kids that he was getting remarried and didn't tell his ex-wife. But also, a lot of the characters in this movie are terrible people and act terribly and to one another. And this off-camera dad, I honestly wanted to meet this piece of shit because I had some work <laughs> for him. It also, for the record, feels like it hasn't been that long since they got no, divorced. No, because she says she hasn't been on a date since they got divorced. Yeah, and it's and like, the kids are still like grappling with it with like the pancakes thing. And it's yeah, like, it he's feels, already getting I married. I feel like he was banging someone on the side. Oh, and, and then now married. they're getting married very quickly. But she's like, yeah, you know, since your dad's getting weird, I just want to talk. And he's like, oh yeah, we all know Taylor's being the ring bearer. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess we don't need to have this heart to heart. And then kind of walks away like all sad about it. But then Adam's like, hey mom, you're still the bomb because it's the year 2000. Hmm, and there's she, a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. And so she leaves. Then we come to school the next day and here's His where stupid we stupid Boston friend. Here's where we meet freaking Duffy, the worst character. No, sorry, Boomer's the worst character. We'll meet him later. The second worst character well, in the Boomer movie. Boomer tries to buy a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is that's why he's on paper the worst character but I hated this Duffy guy the second I saw him there is an energy about this man I would that say I is, would actually say there's no energy that he, about well yes man. because he acts like he is stoned out of his mind at age 13 I literally and had that note getting, that both him and Boomer felt stoned yeah, and then he is getting everyone around him also stoned somehow it's a contact high yeah it's a, like a weird contact high where all the energy is drained out of this conversation it's also supposed to be like an exciting conversation he yes. got them backstage passes well, to yet. see his favorite band or no he's a like, he's like I might be able to my brother has a hookup I might be able to see if this happens and it's like supposed to be exciting and I'm like why do they all why do they sound so bored with this conversation I could literally see this in any other Disney Channel original movie dude you think you can get us tickets and it's like and then then it's like I don't know I might be able to get us tickets pause 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 no it's I don't know. Might be able to get a ticket. My brother was <laughs> on the radio station. How <laughs> are you in that accent? I'm not. 
not confident. I don't know what he was doing. It was like Boston fused with like a transatlantic accent. The Transylvanian. That came um, in and out. He was a vampire too. I was waiting for the record for a secret vampire. That there was someone else who was also a vampire secret. I wanted Carradine to also be a vampire. I thought he was a little bit too. We'll mm. talk about it. Uh, like a reluct- like a blade vampire hunter-esque kind of thing. Anyway, so then he goes to his class, which I thought was English. Turns out to be history. Where, where you write personal essays? Where you write a personal essay about, about history. Well, it says who you admire most. So if it was like in who, history? who you admire in history, I guess. But like. That's leaving the door open to a lot of yeah, questionable it, choices. It is, yeah, a bad move. And the teacher calls on Adam to read his paper. And obviously he didn't do his paper because he was too busy on MalachiVanHelsing.com last night. <laughs> that has one thing to read. Also, what was he yeah. doing? It, it was just like a weird sigil on the computer screen. I don't know. Uh, computer screen. Or did I mean so scream? he gets up and reads from the tabloid. The Weekly Secret. And I'm like, oh, he's going to pass off the Weekly Secret as his essay. What a little grifter. Yeah. But then he just admits his grift and shows the teacher that he's reading from a tabloid. Yeah. And I was like, why are we doing this? I thought he was trying to like say that that was his source because she's like, is this a real person? Because he's just saying stuff about vampires and like Malachi Van Helsing saying like that's who he admires most is this vampire hunter and she just stops and is like what are you talking about what is any of this and he goes oh it's here in the weekly secret like that's his source I guess but then uh, he gets in trouble for it later anyway I thought you I was right I was with you I thought he was like big fat liaring it that's what I thought he was doing too also, remember back in the 90s when you could just fucking lie? Like, I mean, like, you guys don't understand. Like, if you're younger, you didn't go to school before, like, the internet where you could just say anything. Teachers weren't, like, Googling your shit. Like, I mean, obviously, like, sometimes you had to cite sources, but also, like, sometimes you could just make those up. Like, it was a really great time to be alive. You guys missed out. Immediately after. Yeah, the scene just ends. He brought back a Duffy. Yep. Guess what? His brother got the tickets. <laughs> he goes, my brother's driving. I can see Emma's notes on her screen, and it's just in all caps. My, my brother's car- driving. Right now, that was nothing out of your mouth. My brother's driving is what you got. That's what he says. Because he's like, did you get the, did your brother get the tickets? And he goes, no, he got his back. He goes, my, no, my no, brother she, got the tickets. Excuse me. He says, no. Pause, 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 pause. He got Seven his, years later. He got his backstage passes. Also, what is the point of the first scene where he's like waiting to find out if he got them if then in just one scene later they're like, he got them. I'm like, just start with getting the passes. It's a waste of a fucking scene. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. So then he's all excited to go see this band at the, the Headless Horseman. At the Harvest Festival. We should mention it's at this Holly Harvest Festival. I was so worried that we weren't going to go to that Harvest Festival. Oh, please, Emma. Due to budgetary concerns. But then I remember that they paid the guy from the nanny to be in this movie. So I said, <laughs> I guess the budget was big. To be fair, we don't see very much of it. We see more of a rockabilly dance joint what than we do at the Harvest Festival. What happened that Eisner funneled all this money into <laughs> <TV>? <laughs> was expensive. It was a little... There they, was a they, get a, they get a real Ferrari. A Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari from this movie. There's a whole nightclub scene. There's, like, excuse me, I'm wrong. There's two Ferraris in this movie. There's one they don't drive. There's a yellow one. There's a yellow one. By the way, shout out to the Internet Movie Car Database, uh, which is a real website that for some reason very extensively covers the decoms and all the cars that appear in them. Very much appreciate your I work. knew the red one was a Ferrari. I, well, I just wanted to confirm it. So he basically goes home and meets with his mom. Correct. His mom's like, hey, fucker, your <laughs> teacher called. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Bozo. Five minutes ago, because five minutes ago you were in school. But hey, Bozo. You know your you history just... class where you can write essays about anything? <laughs> and just you read the things out loud and just literally doesn't matter what you're sourcing. And she said you're trying to pass off shit from a tabloid as your assignment. You didn't do your homework. You're grounded, bitch. That's how it works in this house. And he's like, no, 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 mom, you don't understand. I have backstage passes to see the Headless Horseman this weekend. You gotta let me go. Chelsea walks in and sees him getting punished. And she's like, hey, hey, those are the rules, dweeb, like enjoying the sour grapes of it all. First of all, just for Chelsea. 
She did not deserve to get grounded as well. She's not. No. Yeah, I did love also when this kid because he he's doing a Culkin where he does like he's like he's like great mom, great idea. Like he he's like he's crazy that like little adult sly mm-hmm. where he's thing. like ground me all of next. I'll week. be down all of next week. Just no starting games, on Monday. No computers. Just starting Monday. Let me have the weekend, please. I'm just trying to dialogue here. Yeah, yeah, just because yeah, he literally says, "Listen, listen, listen, Lynette, Lynette." Yeah. She goes, "When do you call me Lynette?" And he's like, "I'm just having a day." She goes, "You're a child. You don't dialogue. You do what I tell." You, you're grounded this weekend, Not bitch. fair the older sister who was just chowing on ice cream. Yeah, just going for it. She was there for the drama. She wanted the tea. Basically, but they both get grounded. Yes. And she's supposed to have a date with hot Peter. We don't know, <laughs> we don't know if he's hot. At one point, doesn't someone say Peter's like a loser? Yes. The he, brother is like, The brother calls Peter sucks. a loser, yeah. And I'm like, we haven't even met this man. What's no, the point of bragging on him? I was hoping they were going to have to like, call him for a ride or so, something. Yeah. That was disappointing. So then it cuts back up to Adam's room. She walks in there for assumedly no Wait, reason. This is a real question. And I don't know if you noticed it or if like I was just like having an auditory sensory thing because of how high I was. Did you notice how awful this score is? It's like the same three guitar riffs over and over and over again. Yeah, I think I did, but I didn't really. And, like, like, and, like, it didn't so, offend me awfully. It eventually gets better when it gets spookier. Rockabilly? Oh. Oh, the rockabilly I love. So I love <laughs> yeah, I that mean, part. That was like, the best part this of the This intro, I was like, this score is grating on my ears. I thought it was really, really bad. But Chelsea goes into Adam's room. I don't know for what, because he starts a new conversation, which is she's like mad that they're both grounded. And he said, wait a minute. I know what we can do. We just have to get mom a date for tomorrow night. She'll go out. We can go and out. Like, she hasn't gone on a date since dad. This is when I was like, he's and he's already married. Kill this man. Uh, because he's looking through the weekly secret and sees all the personal ads and he says you know what we'll do we'll call up a stranger (laughs) which i feel like this movie the reason it got a little extra money was because they said we're endorsing don't email strangers on the internet like like it's trying to teach kids something hillary duff movie with this exact same plot where it's like she catfishes let's like catfish hillary duff movies are your area of expertise why are you asking about me i think it's called the perfect man and i think she catfishes her own mom in a similar way which is like they really are catfishing their own mom well though catfishing is like the person doesn't exist this is just contact a strange man on the internet and be like, yo, we want you to ball our mom. Can you come to a supermarket in an hour? The other reason... This is just pimping their mom on yes. the Yes, which will not be the only oh, time. Oh, no, today. women are so... I would like <laughs> women to, are meant to be okay, traded. Because I would like to say, what do you think? Because later on, they're going to posit that the theme of this movie is... Holding on to... To what's important. Uh, and don't move too fast or you're going to lose what's important. I believe the theme of this movie to be don't sell women. Yeah, well... I, I, don't sell the women you love on the open market. That's the meta theme, yes. I think in, mom, in media res, no one's learned that lesson, really. The reason... One of the reasons that I asked about if this being it was a true decom was this scene exactly because when they're going through these personal ads there's an insane joke in the first personal ad where it's oh, like yes. loves long walks on the beach a grown man like worldly currently incarcerated and i went currently incarcerated <laughs> well who's what kid got the is getting that joke and then see then he goes what does incarcerated mean and chelsea goes it means he's in jail <laughs> and she, he's like oh okay not that one then but they go to the next one because that guy's in prison yes they spy another personal ad which was funny and whoever wrote that good job so yes they spy another personal ad 
And the thing is, this is where it was really introduced immediately to me. This movie has no time for subbleity. No. This movie, in no, like, because to be fair, again, it's all in the title. Yeah. You know, there's a vampire. You know, mom's got a date with that. You know, vampire. mom's got a date with that vampire. Can you imagine this movie if mom didn't have a date with that imagine vampire? Imagine if mom fucked that vampire. <laughs> but there is a personal ad talking about about a man who hates Italian food and turtlenecks, but loves strolls in the moonlight and romantic times together. Okay, again, isn't moonlight werewolves? I mean, it just means that, like, you can't be in the sunlight. He can't go out at daytime, Emma. That's why he specified moonlight. Oh. Because also, you know, it's the, the witching hour. And I such. liked where it says, hates Italian food and turtlenecks. You mean the thing I just said? I just said that was my favorite part. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very good, it's pretty good, I admit. And then even Chelsea goes, Italian food and turtlenecks. And he's just like, it's sounds also good Wolf's to me. It's Wolfsbane at when they go to email him. What is Wolfsbane? Isn't that werewolf? That is a werewolf thing. Um, But they address that later. But he goes, all the good vampire ones were taken yeah, from so a werewolf? he took a werewolf one. That's the joke. I thought that was funny. Um, Team lazy. I know. They, they explained it. It was funny. Anyway. Okay, so this is where I had my my breakdown here <laughs> Um, with this movie where, like, I it thought... It was when I, you thought a phone was ringing in your apartment? Well, that was me having <laughs> a psychotic break. But I, my point was, I had a moment where I thought I remembered this movie perfectly, but then as he was answering this ad, I was kind of like, wait a second, is this based... Something about the title made me think that it was based on those books. Remember those Bailey kids? Oh, the Bailey Where it's like, like vampires don't wear polka dots and like sure. monsters don't serve lunch or whatever. Yeah. It's like they always think someone in their life is like a monster and then it turns out they're just like a nice normal person. Well, um, I think sometimes they... I've never read those books. I was a boxcar children fan in uh, grade school. I didn't I didn't mess with the Bailey Street kids. I think it's Bailey School kids. Well, well you can tell. They're making I, them sound like they I, live on Either or. Well, the boxcar children lived on the street. It's the, they, That's why they're the boxcar they children. They live in a boxcar. Well, they only in the first book. Then they move in with their rich grandfather. And still, they still have the boxcar as a playhouse. Yeah, it's vampires don't wear polka dots, werewolves don't go to summer camp, and like that Is it Bailey shit. School? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bailey School kids. Pirates don't wear pink sunglasses. Yeah, la, 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 la. Whatever. So I thought it was like, I was like, is it based on those books or is it in that format where it's like, he's going to have all the signs of being a vampire and he's actually just going to be a really nice guy who's trying to date their mom. That's not the case in this movie. No, they, this this is, this they, movie? they were like, they were, they, they've looked at the dial that said vampire and cranked it to 20. It's just every red flag. There's not really even any room for doubt. Sorry, let me say, let me rephrase that. Every blood red flag imaginable. Well, it's also like I kept feeling like, and we kind of touched on this earlier with like the carrot of it all like maybe he was gonna also be a vampire I just was felt like I was waiting for this movie to pull a bait in the switch that it never did no. it's like very that's upfront. what I'm saying no subtlety like there's no subtlety there's no like oh shit that makes sense like it is mom's got a date, date with, with a vampire. vampire what you see is, is what, what you get. get and honestly I appreciate no, that no I love it it knows what it wants to do it gets in gets out does what does its business there's nothing wrong with that so he emails Wolfsbane yeah the mom's calling down to dinner he sends a very quick email being like um, meet me at the grocery store yeah but no, no not only it's not pretending to be the mom. It literally says, we are children to our mother. We want you to meet her. Come to this grocery store at like 6 p.m. You can meet her there. And then again, because this movie has no subtlety. And honestly, I think this is the funniest thing in the whole movie. When he guilts his mom. No, 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 no. Because then we cut to a house where there's a coffin. Oh, yeah. And we see the coffin. And the laptop. And and the the computer is just an arm's reach out of the coffin. And I thought that was so funny that he sets his coffin up right next to his computer. They don't do a good enough job of making this vampire evil. He's a little too adorable. Like, it's all kind of cute. Well, that's the point. They're meant to be a little charming. There's meant to be a little bit of an intrigue. But even this little coffin with this computer next to it is so funny. But yeah, we see an arm. It's not scary. It's it's not scary. It's funny. Here we see an arm reach out of the coffin and taps some keys and goes, ah, ah, ah. 
And then we cut to dinner. Again, back to these characters being sometimes terrible people. This is horrible. This is awful. They decide to emotionally manipulate their mother. They go to dinner and in order to get her to go to the market to meet up with this man that they're selling her to on the internet, yes. he's like, uh, you know, I just wish we were felt like a family again. Remember we used to make pancakes on the weekends? Like yeah, when acting, dad was still here? Acting like they're still painful about the divorce and all that stuff. And the mom's like, I can make pancakes. I'll do whatever and he's I like, want. he guilts her for being divorced from this asshole. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I have stuff for pancakes. He's like, but do you have chocolate chips? My miss would have been chocolate chips. And so then she's like, all right, get in the car, kids. Also, these kids are grounded. They don't get pancakes. She's too well, nice that's to because them. they're Well, yeah, that's because this woman is lovely and they're emotionally manipulating her. So they go to the market and this is like where there's a weird bait which where Carradine is walking around and you think that Carradine is the vampire. Yes. Because, because he's dressed like Dick Tracy. Yeah, he's got like a, uh, what is it? What is that? Trench coat and a fedora. Yeah, so he's dressed, and, dressed like Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, it's not bright yellow. But yes, he's dressed like a detective which is weird because he's a vampire hunter. Spoilers. We also, I missed the opening, the first very beginning of the opening credits. And when she runs into the other guy, I go, is that? And spoiler, this other guy is the vampire. I go, is that the guy from the nanny? <laughs> like he was literally first build and I had to rewind it. So the kids go around the market looking for single men and are like trying to intuit if any of them are Wolfsbane. Um, there's actually, there's actually some decent gags where she's like, where Chelsea goes up to a guy and is like, oh, I hate Italian food. And he's putting spaghetti into his little cart. And she's like, nope, not him. And then Adam goes up to a guy at the cake counter and is like, oh, don't you just love these moonlit nights? And then the guy's like, yeah, I do. And he's holding a cake that says happy anniversary. And Adam's like, ah, I just rats. feel like these kids are hitting on adults. They do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but then they've about given up and finding him. Also, Taylor spies uh, Robert Carradine uh, in his trench coat. And they just kind of like smile at each other, whatever. But the kids have about given up when the mom bumps her cart into a man where all denim. And I said, is that the guy from the nanny? Uh, he's wearing, what? what is it, a Canadian tuxedo, I yes. believe? And he starts doing a little bit about being like, oh, should we exchange our insurance information? This and mom's he, open for business. He's very open for, she's very open for business. He's a little six to midnight. He's really tr- going for it. He's very charming. He well, And that's when I was confused because Robert Carradine's still looking around and I was like, wait, who the fuck is the vampire? They're not going to have the nanny come in here and not. You're telling me they introduced a guy named Dimitri and you were like, that doesn't sound like a vampire well, name. he was like, again, he was like, my name is Dimitri Bill it's Romanian and I'm like but you are British this man is British his accent's a lot of places it's it's I wouldn't say it's British exclusively I would definitely say it's British also it's Dimitri Denatos yeah I remember that not even sounding Romanian that sounds Greek it's an interesting choice also they did name a kid Taylor Hansen like one of the Hansen brothers at the time that Hansen was popular oh the band no the scientific conglomerate yes the band Hansen the oh. Hansen brothers oh they're brothers I don't know anything oh, I don't God, know music guys. I've heard of Hansen anyway mm. so is there any music in this movie? Can we put Mbop in the middle? Emma, we're going to put Rockabilly in the middle. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, I forgot. There's How a whole song. Anyway, so the mom and the vampire, he's the vampire, start flirting. And Adam gets upset because it's like, this isn't the guy we picked out. And Chelsea's like, who cares? As long, like, mom's clearly into him. She's very open for business. He's clearly into her. And they kind She's of. She's like, who cares? He's, yes. like, he's cute. Mom's open yeah, for business. We're, we're, we're fine. And so they go through, like, check out together they're striking up conversations asking about each other he says he's working nights yes he's working he work, he's a they, he's surgeon a, he's a surgeon he works nights he sleeps all day uh, which was pretty good and 
he's living at the old house on the lake. He's redoing it. Love a fixer-upper. And as they're walking out, he's just like, hey, I know this is kind of crazy, but uh, do you want to go out to dinner with me tomorrow night? I like and- how he then goes like, what are you, what am I doing? You're married. And because yes, she has her three kids every year. And yes. she's like, actually, I'm divorced. I'm like, you should have figured that out before you <laughs> asked her out, but whatever. She's like, and I can't. She's like, I mean, I can't. He goes, you can't. She's like, I mean, I can't think of a reason not to, I guess. So she agrees to go out with him and they're like, yes, we did it. We got our mom a date for tomorrow night. And then something really upsetting happens, which is where this movie does double down. And there's no room for debate because I was like, oh, working nights. What a fun coincidence. If he mm-hmm. really is a surgeon. Then he transforms into a bat in the parking lot. So obviously. Which not even really last... trying to hide it, honestly. He just kind of walks down an alley there's a little bit. Re- I don't know if this was the edible, but that bat CGI was horrifying to me. It was, I it was not pretty, like the it was, it was pretty, uh, they went for it a little harder than I was expecting. I did not like to look at that. I didn't like anything about it. Taylor sees Taylor it. Taylor sees it. Taylor Hansen Mbop himself. Um... <laughs> I don't think that's as funny as you think it is. I'm, la- I think it's I'm laughing at you thinking it's funny. But so now he's all spooked and scared because he's a little scaredy boy. Well, I think if I saw that in a fucking like, well, yeah, yeah. food for less parking lot, so, I would have shit my pants. But so they go home. Chelsea calls Peter being like, hey, babe, we're on for tomorrow night. Don't even worry about it. My mom's got a date. And then... With a vampire. Yes. And then Adam... <laughs> Adam will work, and then Adam... We'll, we'll get to them literally saying it in a second. Adam, <laughs> And then Adam picks up his clear phone, which gave me such vibes. Did you Love, notice that? Yeah, of course I was, I did. It was, oh, it was beautiful. I was waiting for someone to pick up like a hamburger phone next. And he's talking to Duffy being like, Duffy, it's cool. I'm in for the Headless Horseman tomorrow. And he's like, what do you mean you gave the ticket away? You gave it to Boomer. Are you kidding me? We need to have, we need to have a meeting and talk about this. And so I thought that meant like we'd see them the next day at school kind of a thing. No, they go to like a restaurant to have this like- This movie happens in 24 hours. Something like that. Yeah, yes, the time frame is incredibly small. It's a an incredibly small window. But he literally meant he hosts like a business meeting between Duffy and Boomer who's like two year two oh, he's older, older than them older than them it is also a bully of them that he also has an a accent that i can't it's, i don't i can't even get there um it, it, but he's a bully of them that duffy was basically trying to placate by giving a backstage pass to see the headless horseman i can't waste too much time with duffy and, Boomer. and it's like a business You're meeting where he's, where he's trying to like trade objects for his backstage pass you know what object Boomer's he not on? interested his sister yeah he says the boomer has a hard on for chelsea because she's really mm-hmm. pretty Six and to he's midnight. like you can have a date with my sister if you give me the backstage pass. And then he's like, can I kiss her? And he's like, I can't guarantee that. And I was like, yeah, because of consent. Yeah, consent. And all, I, don't even, I mean, free, free will, will in general. And then the yeah. kid goes, yeah, never. I can make it happen. Right, because Boomer's like, well, no kiss, no deal because I'm a piece of shit. I fucking hate everyone in this scene. But he gets the backstage pass. He goes back home. Everyone's getting ready for their night out. The mom is starting to get ready. Chelsea's getting ready. The second he walks in the door, Taylor like starts following him and is asking him questions about vampires. And Adam's just like, uh, yeah, you know, you can, you know, you don't invite them inside. Like, you can only... What does that do, also? They keep making that point, and then they invite him inside, and nothing really happens. Well, it's because the only time they invite him inside, they don't, uh, they didn't know he was a vampire, so they I know, but, like, what power did that give him? It doesn't. It's just as they can't come inside unless they're invited. That's another vampire lore thing. It's a really, really tough rule. It's very specific. There's actually... So, going back to Fright Night, which I briefly mentioned, in the remake of Fright Night, starring Colin Farrell, I think, as the vampire, um, they do that, where, like, they all sit in the house and be like, you can't come in unless we invite you. And so he just lights the house on fire and he's like, can't hide in the house if there's no house. <laughs> Which is an interesting loophole to that rule. But so he's going over all this stuff with Taylor and he's like, okay, what's going on, man? Like, what, what what's your deal? And he says, we need to call Malachi Van, Malachi Van Helsing. And he goes, he's a vampire runner. They don't all just have like phone numbers. But, but they had a website? They Well, no, but also we find out in the next like two scenes, he does in fact have a phone and number. it's listed. It's a listed phone number. It's 
not that difficult. But the main point is, he's like, why do you need to call Valkyrie Van Helsing? And Taylor deadass looks at the camera and goes, Mom's got a date with a vampire! Yeah, she just says the whole freaking title. And I said, that's the name of the movie! They really, they really put a <laughs> zero effort into work that. They knew they had a, they were in their fucking bag with that name, honestly. But it's such man. a long title. It's, I love the title. Oh my god. Anyway, and they, the point is, he doesn't believe him, despite him being the monster kid. Uh, he's like, no, it's not, he's, Dimitri's not a vampire. That's why I think it annoys me. Is that it? And that's I think you solved this problem. That these should be one character. The yes. kid that thinks it's a vampire should be the one who's obsessed with vampires and idolizes the vampire hunter. It's so nonsensical. This is two separate characters, and that he doesn't believe him. Yes, and so he just kind of shoves him out of his room. And is like, no, Dimitri's not a vampire. I shouldn't let you have watched that movie. Yeah. You're just you've got it in your head. And he tries to tell him he saw him turn into a bat, and he doesn't believe him. The night goes on. Uh, everyone's getting ready. Adam's playing a video game in his room. Wow. Grounded. Grounded. But also, I do want to point out, because I have pointed this out in the past, it's a real video game this time. Normally, they just put whatever BS they want on the screen. It's an actual video game. I think it's one of the Legacy of Kane video games. Then, Dimitri rolls up in his hot red Ferrari. Ferrari. He is going They also for are it. doing sexy shots of that car. Disney was excited that they got that budget. Oh, and they were yeah, like, we're yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. The, We're putting a lot of shots of the car. And so, he gets out. He's rocking a suit. Uh, no tie, which I thought was an interesting choice. I don't think the no tie look is working for him. I think one of his... I think he... Was he rocking a little chest here? Uh, I think he was in the first scene, first but, the, scene. but the rest of the movie when he's in this suit, mm-hmm. he's not as much. And the mom's really nervous. Yeah, it's cute. so it's so cute. It's, she doesn't want to come D- downstairs. Dimitri, yeah, Dimitri goes up and rings the bell, and they're like, yeah, Dimitri. And we do the, the thing where like he doesn't enter the doorway until they're like, come on in. And he's like, thank you, because I'm a vampire. <laughs> and so the mom's taking a while to come downstairs, even though they're shouting, like, Dimitri's here. And they go into her room, and they're like, oh my gosh, mom, you look so nice. And she just has a little, like, it's such a human moment in a decom of, She's like, like, sometimes you, you just worry that you get too old and you can't do this and your life is like, this is not what you do when you're this age. Like, And she just kind of has a freak out about going on like her first date post-divorce. Since her piece of shit husband left her. But also like, her. I was doing the math here and I was like, how old is Caroline Ray in this movie? 37? Like, she's acting like she's 60 years old going on a, like. Well, I think she's just saying that like, she already got married once. She was kind of thought that that, that was it. She was past the point in her life where she would ever like be interested in romantic entanglements ever again. And like, so now it's just like a part of her life she's not used to having because she's been married and then divorced for so long. Like she, she literally says like, I don't date. Like I don't do this kind of thing. This but is she crazy. Does. She's like, this part of your life can be over. And I was like, I was like, girlfriend, she's, I think she was 36 here. But then the kids like rouse her with like a speech that apparently I, she tells them. I was them. like, ghost. Sweet kids, go get your mom's magic. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's what you tell us all the time about being true to yourself. Yeah, and show, like, don't tell. They should have shown Yeah, us. like literally say that at any other point would have been great. Uh, it's literally like, yeah, it's like be true to yourself because who you are is great. Or yeah, it doesn't matter what other people think. And there she's like, who told you that? And you, they go, you did. You say it to us all the time. And I was like, but really when? I would have liked to see it. Also, she goes to leave after they rouse her and are like, go get some action, mom. We love you. Yeah. They rouse her and she's like, where's Taylor? And they're like, he's busy. And I'm like, this <laughs> with what he's fucking seven yeah oh there is no so i did i did skip this i'm sorry what is mom's it, like oh yeah there's must a be scene during the getting ready part where like he's playing the video game and stuff like they do this shot of taylor just sitting in his room thinking and they, they fade across like his little armament it's the most dramatic shot it looks like churchill pondering his war plans like he's reading the phone book and i'm like can that kid read like i like i is he four or it's eight? not in the phone book it's the weekly secret because he picks out the thing. And I guess what they're implying he does is he calls, like, the Weekly Secret and asks who, where they got the information from. And they just give him uh, Malachi von Helsing's phone number. And he calls him being like, my mom's 
got a date with a vampire. No, he calls and gets it listed from the phone book of well, people because he spells it. He does, yes. He does say, I can spell it. You're, you're correct. But he calls Malachi Von Helsing's phone and is like, my mom's got a date with a vampire. I live at this address. Please come quickly, Mr. But he vampire his machine. Yes. Because Van Helsing is at the dealership and his phone's in the car. This, I actually really like this scene. What the fuck this is, is that call thing? This what is a rad scene. It's nothing. It's not a vampire does thing. Robert, does Robert Carradine the magician? Did I make that up? I don't know. Why would I know that? Mm. But he goes to a car dealer where he's been tracking this vampire. And where they've got one other sports car. And the salesman sees Robert Carradine standing there. And he's like, I knew you. You needed this car right when you came in. And he goes, wrong. And he just takes something out of his pocket. It's a little piece of coal. He sets it on the ground. And he puts his foot over it. And then he asks the salesman, can I borrow your clipboard? And he goes, yeah. And mm-hmm. then he steps on it and then like waves the clipboard to like send the smoke that pu- but what the fuck is that? It. And it creates like a really cool effect of little flaming footprints on the ground. And he just and this is the one time I think Robert Carradine really sells it, where he goes like earlier tonight there was a man, dark hair, like uh, pale Six skin, foot. pale skin. This night he would have paid it for the car in cash. Like it goes, yeah, he bought like the sports car, the one just like this kind of a thing, but it was red. And he goes, of course it was red. So are we to believe that all vampires? Is this movie using Twilight logic? All vampires are rich because they're immortal and he has yeah, usually that's been how investing in the stock market for 500 years. Oh, I didn't think stock market. I just thought interest. That's just how that works. <laughs> and like having gold or whatever. So they can touch gold but not silver? It's all precious well, yeah, metal, so, you know, Yeah, you, you know, no, gold, silver is different because silver is seen as pure. Hey Siri, it, can vampires touch silver? I don't think my Siri works. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that in the middle of recording a podcast? No, silver is supposed to be magical because it's also pure. Also, the weirdest fucking thing, I don't really want to like offend anybody on here, but when I keep Googling this shit, what kills a werewolf and can vampires touch silver, none of this shit pops up to like fiction. It's all like, all of these websites claim this to be, it's like it's real factual information. Yes, I'm not, of course they would. They're biased, obviously. <laughs> Are there people that think vampires are... Yes, of course there are, Emma. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we are anti-vampires existing, by the way. Um, that's the stance of this podcast. This is I'm really sorry. dividing the vampire community, the silver thing. It is it is a thing sometimes. It says they're allergic. Like, I'm allergic to certain metals when I put them in my ears. Like, that's not, like, gonna keep me trapped for an eon. Anyway... Dude, who oh the God. fuck is writing this? Do certain chemicals would react with their different hemoglobin. Vampires have different hemoglobin? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm, they'll be the first to admit that. I'm glad your mom doesn't have a date with one. Speaking about vampires, she finally gets the courage to come down and face Dimitri. And Dimitri's like, I have this lovely night planned. We're going to a restaurant called Renfield's, which is a Dracula reference. And we oh, are- Right over my head. It's known to the characters. And we're going to have dinner. Then we're going to get a horse-drawn carriage in the moonlight. And the mom's like, that sounds way too much like a real date. Let's just go to the Harvest Festival. Kids are like, no, don't do that. Definitely don't go there. That's where we're all going. Um, I, Nope, we didn't say that. Never mind. Anyway, you have to at least go to dinner. And the mom's like, yeah, okay, fine. So they go and get in the Ferrari and leave. I like that when he's getting ready for the Harvest Festival, they need to find a headless horseman Yeah, t-shirt. so he's got like 17. So they, have, so they clearly just went to like Custom Inc. and got the same logo printed on 17 different shirts. Oh, like, different hey, Arnold. Colors, yeah. yeah. But anyway... She leaves in the Ferrari with the guy, but then the little ginger, Gingy, 
runs away. He's hiding in his room and Dimitri shows up. Then they're getting ready to go out because obviously they couldn't wear their going out clothes. So the little Gingy runs away and the bicycle. kids see him. And they're like, the what are you doing? They're like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to save mom from the vampire because he's small and silly. So they're like, fuck. All right, we got to go get him. Our, our night's ruined because mm-hmm. we can't have him out on the streets alone. They, of course, go grab their bikes, but they also have time for helmets to fully buckle them. Yes, of course. Because um, it's Disney. Why would you even assume? And they're like, we got 30 minutes before their night's kick off, I guess. So let's yes. go grab this kid and get back home. This kid starts running through the streets of downtown wherever. Transylvania for all we know. weird, heavy metal, slow down, slow down remix. And the camera's all shaky. <laughs> Did you, I guess it's a like, weird scene. It's a weird like, scene. I, I think they're trying to use the visual language of film to like <laughs> maybe insert like that he's lost or confused because again the score is so bad and horrible and it's slowed down there's a lot of strange cinematography choices in this movie that and this is one among them for sure what's sad is that they are intercutting all this with the date in the restaurant which is way better i had the same note i said wow they are such good adult actors like i love watching them just act and she's giving a whole thing like you know what i don't think this was a good idea i don't think i'm the kind of woman you want you seem so worldly worldly and well traveled and he says oh i haven't been to the south pole i suppose and she goes and i'm just like this boring mom who stays at home and I don't date people etc etc and he's just like oh no I think you are exactly the kind of person I'm looking for etc I do think one of the morals of this movie besides don't sell women is being in a relationship with a man is a prison mentally and physically <laughs> I mean listen whatever you take away from art is up that's to you. what I took away from it and I think if you look pretty closely that's what you'll take away from if it any, I, I will agree with you at least that I think it's trying to say the inherent status of a relationship is that a man wants to own a woman Yes. Because clearly Boomer wants to own a woman. The vampire wants to own a woman. And then you the shouldn't da- want to own The dad the- wanted to own a woman until he decided to own another woman. It was the whole thing. I don't know. It's all about finding yourself and realizing that maybe you don't want to be in a relationship with a worldly man. And maybe that's a prison. Because uh, he wants to keep you like an object. But again, because this movie has no subtlety, the waiter comes by and is like, would you like any wine? And he says, I don't drink. Wine. Wine, which is a Dracula quote. And it is? It's a very famous Dracula quote. Because uh, he says like that, I don't drink wine. Wink. Is Dracula a comedy? No. Well, it, it can be pretty funny, honestly. It can be it can be kind of funny. Uh, but then the other big one is that she says, well, how about some garlic bread to start? He goes, no. No. <laughs> no. no. Guys, I was in, they were in their bag with cheap vampire jokes and I loved everyone. Yeah, else. they took, they take every low-hanging vampire joke imaginable. And I said, and give me that low-hanging fruit. I'm kind as of As long here as it's it. not garlic. <laughs> I don't think garlic is fruit. I don't know. But so Taylor rolls up the restaurant and starts like banging at the window. They grab him. They right? grab him and manage to catch him before they notice. And they're like, Taylor, what is going on? Like, why would you run away like We're this? We're trying to party at this Harvest Festival. Yeah, like, why are, you, why are you trying to get in our way? They do smartly realize, though, after talking to this little kid for five seconds, they're like, okay, we need new plan. We need to convince him and show him that this guy is not a vampire. Otherwise, he's never going to... Yeah, he needs to stop hassling us. He's up hassling us. So... Hapling? Ha- middle kid, Kirkland Culkin, says, I'm going to go clear this up. And so that then he'll be fine. So and what I was expecting was him to go in there and be like, see, look, a mirror. If he was a vampire, he wouldn't have a reflection and then be cut off when he, he saw that he didn't I have a reflection. I was expecting that to be what happens is so much more charming. <laughs> yeah, because he goes up to them even though the fact again they're grounded yeah he goes up to their table being like hey guys it's really a charm off between the vampire and the middle kid they're a little doing... bit a little bit where he goes up and like hey guys just gotta clear something up real quick everything's good at home but taylor has it in his mind that dimitri's a vampire so we gotta prove dimitri's not a vampire and so dimitri says oh well 
I don't tell me you're gonna because he also mentioned that he watched the Count Krelsky movie and he knows about vampire stuff like he related to Adam on that level and he goes oh well I suppose there's always the, the spoon, spoon test. test and Adam goes the spoon t- oh yes the spoon test vampires can't balance a spoon on their nose and if they try and fail they blow into a million pieces uh, the fleshy chunks will explode all over this restaurant yes. and the mom and even the mom even like, goes maybe we should get some extra napkins and just like in the case. mom's playing along yes the vampire is like oh I like he's being so sweet with her kids. She, yes. Maybe she should date this <laughs> Emma, that's how they lure you in. Then you're you, trapped in a prison. You think you can fix them. And so he gets a spoon, he puts it on his nose. And again, once I realized he was actually going to go in and talk to them, I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen. He's going to take the spoon off his nose and see he doesn't have a reflection in the spoon. No, it was a mirror. There's they just a random mirror in this restaurant. There's just a random mirror in this restaurant. I did remember it being a mirror, though. Like, I re- well, of course, I, that's the number easiest way. Like, well, honestly, it's a big chink in vampire this armor. This movie from... Because also... The, it's a trailer shot where you don't. He doesn't have a reflection in the mirror, and then fucking guy, guy, Mister from guy from the nanny, Dimitri, turns around and goes. He like he he's like bye. He like fangs. bears his teeth, and I was like, well, now the jig is up. It is. It one hundred percent is. But I mean, to the kids, you're trying to fool. Yeah, he gives up on being much like the movie. He he gives up on his acts of subtlety very quickly. But this happens. They get the kids out. Taylor is convinced. They start to leave, and then he sees that he has no reflection in the mirror, and is like, oh snap. So they go home. They called the babysitter for Taylor and they're like Tiffany yes Tiffany is the babysitter who is nobody in this movie she has like five lines uh and they're mostly like what no way because she's on the phone all the time as is a ba- as a babysitter stereotypically does so they hand Taylor off to Tiffany and Adam just looks at Chelsea and is like we, we have gotta to go, go back we gotta go back to the island guess what mom is actually on a date with a there is actually a vampire and of course and I, to the movie's mom's credit mom's on a date with a vampire too electric boogaloo we gotta go back and to the movie's credit Chelsea is like yeah no 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 she goes no that's insane don't you start and he goes listen you have to believe me and she just goes no i don't what are you talking about you're just the but weird she does vampire go with him. yeah because he, he has the look on it like listen you have to believe me i'm your brother i'm being serious mom's in I danger Mom, mom's in danger and she's just like frick okay let's go i guess sort this out or whatever i also kept getting annoyed after this when they kept cutting back to the little kid and the tiffany and i was like i mm-hmm. don't care about this then i was like oh wait carradine is gonna answer his call and then it becomes a buddy cop movie between carradine and the little kid no that you're giving it way too much credit a buddy cop movie and that they sit in a car together for yeah, a long period of time buddy cop it is not are. funny there they are no jokes. there is no jokes there is no camaraderie because they bike off taylor's stuck with tiffany um they're playing sorry and eating cookies having a lo- lovely night honestly lovely and a knock comes at the door and it's robert carradine malachi van helsing she he just invites him in and here's why i thought he was a vampire Me too. he stands on the Same. he stands outside the door why and he, do that and he says you can come well he says you can come in he goes i think i should just stay outside and he goes no it's fine you can come in and i was like oh wait is he like a reluctant vampire he's a vampire set to kill other vampires what a rad twist not what happens he just invites him in and gives him a cookie he's like tiffany this is malachi van helsing the vampire hunter i called him and she just is like okay you need to to go to bed don't know what's going on here but you vampire hunter leave and he go. just goes yep cool taylor gives him a little info about what he knows about the evening that they were going to renfields and they're maybe going to go dancing so taylor goes to bed uh van helsing leaves so the mom and Dimitri leave the restaurant and he goes to the valet to get his keys and he's like, oh, I thought now we'd, you know, go walk by the lake somewhere in the moon, somewhere quiet, alone kind of a thing. And she thinks it's him trying to like, you know, move too quickly kind of a thing. and Kabafilski. Just, yeah, make out somewhere. Go to make out point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing people are with, familiar with that concept of that? Yeah, the hill world. The teenagers are yeah, yeah, which is, I feel like that's just the thing. In every movie? In every movie, a TV show. She's like, let's just walk. Let's 
just walk. I don't want to. So they go walking. And she's like, this club is still there's, here. There's, oh my gosh. This, this club. is where it becomes like eat, pray, love. She's finding herself. She's finding herself again. She's rediscovering her passion. Also like, in the supermarket, they said my mom used to sing in a band. Oh, did they? Yes. I totally missed that. So this comes out of nowhere. They, when they are trying to get, and I was like, damn, go girl. Like, I thought that was interesting for them to just throw in. But it was when they were trying to like pitch her to the guy when they're like trying to hook her up they're like oh it's our mom she's great blah 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 she used to sing in a band she's like yeah like 15 years ago like mm. so that was set up okay that was a good catch I did miss that but it is a rockabilly lounge and he's and she's like didn't you say you wanted to go dancing let's go in here you know what kids love and vampires rockabilly <laughs> No, vampires notoriously hate rockabilly. Well, this actually, I think, is one of my favorite subtle jokes in the movie. She's like, let's go in here and dance. I mean, you like rockabilly music, don't you? And he's like, um, and another woman leaves and he starts eyeing the other woman to like, like he's reconsidering go, continuing the date. And he goes, yeah, of course. I love rockabilly. Let's go right on in. And so they go into the club and they just start dancing the night away, having a grand old time. The mom is just giving such a great performance. She seems the happiest yeah, she's, she's been. She's having so much fun. So much fun. Happiest she's been in years. I also love, so the kids get to the club. Yes, because they... This is another reason I didn't think it was a real decom. I love a decom where kids can sneak into nightclubs and incite riots, basically. And also, no one really asks that many questions about a child being in a nightclub. There's one guy, but it's dismissed very quickly. Because, yeah, I don't remember if they follow the car or they just know that, mom, there's a dance club around there or whatever. Well, the mom used to perform at this club. Apparently, because she's like a legend here, as it would seem, as we learn. <laughs> Hasn't been there in 15 years. And everyone's like, this immediately. club, I have a note here, and this is, I think I'm the only person to ever cite this movie as a reference ever. I made the note, she's like Ricky and the Flash in this club. Ricky and the Flash? <laughs> We're like, she's not like a superstar, but that one club, they really love her. Like in Ricky and the Flash. Emma. I don't know anybody else. Emma, I've gone Flash. on a lot of limbs for you, but I think you're going to have to hang out on this one yourself. I was like, she used to be like the Ricky and the Flash of this club. So anyway, they sneak inside the club because the back door is unlocked because of course it is. And their original plan is to get the mom alone and get her away from Dimitri, get her alone and like tell her. I don't think they're going to say that he's a vampire, but like, be like it's dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. So Adam, a child, 13-year-old child, goes up to this large gentleman. Also, the older child stays outside. Correct. Chelsea she's, goes She's in. watching the bikes. Send the older person in. Adam goes in, finds a relatively large gentleman who's not, who's just kind of standing in the back. And he goes, hey, I was kind of near the ladies and I heard a bunch of ladies saying you were big pussy because you weren't dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, I don't know, it's just really this room and this And this adult man he's like, takes, I don't know, this, this the, takes, takes the words of this child in a nightclub. And doesn't question why there's a child in the No, nightclub. it just takes them so serious when he goes, oh, really? And he's like, well, that lady probably, you know, wants to dance and isn't dancing with anybody. And, she and he goes, oh, you it's Excuse me, child in a nightclub. And then at this point, I was like, is Adam a vampire? Or does he have ESP? Because he just mind-controlled an adult. But he, the, the guy goes up to Lynette, the mom, and is like, hey, do you want to dance? And she looks at Dimitri, who was off getting drinks. I was like, he's asked me to dance. Is that okay? And Dimitri's like, of course, except you were just leaving. And he, like, hypnotizes him a little bit to run away. And is like, oh, guess he changed his mind. So Adam realizes, hmm, this is going to be harder than I thought. Okay, but why doesn't he just do this to the mom when she doesn't want to leave after dinner? Why does he take so long to mind control the mom? They reference the fact that there needs to be some level of like an attract. Like they say like he needs to make her fall in love with him a bit. 
But then he kind of gives up on that at a certain point. Yeah, he doesn't do that. It's she not It's not very him. clear. But he, I think he's still on plan A, which is trying to make her fall in love with him. So he's like, okay, this is going to be difficult. I don't. I can't just get one man. I need a band of men. And so he goes up to the band, which is a real rockabilly band. I believe they're called the Royal Crowns based on the end credits of the film. He goes up and he whispers in their ear what's going on. As he's doing this, Dimitri is like, oh, hey, can we, you know, go? Like, let's, we're, I think we're done here. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they start walking out and the band finishes their song. And they're and like, then, get up here Lynette. He's like, guess what? There was a one, there's a group of ladies that used to perform here all the time. One's here tonight. Lynette Hanson, get on up here. Why doesn't she party with you guys every week? I will, yeah, it seems like she's a living legend at this place. She gets up on stage and performs a song a called Maybe. A whole musical number. Call it to a song called Maybe, which you'll hear in a few minutes. Um, But yeah, everyone in the bar starts freaking out. And then fi- Adam's just sitting and watching. He, he's watching Dimitri. He finds like a bouncer. He goes up. Do you recognize and, that bouncer? Uh, he looks familiar. What was he from? Um, I wrote down, wow, who Who's this bouncer? Someone famous. He must be famous now. He's so familiar to me. Is he famous? It's Ken Tanaka from Glee. Oh. That's from the first season of Glee. That's definitely not what I know him from. I must know him from something else. So quick to dismiss Glee. I just not what I know him from. Well, you, maybe you, it you, is. I don't think I've seen enough of Glee to be able to differentiate. Uh, you'd be surprised how much the Glee sticks in your craw. My craw? <laughs> Point to my craw, Emma. Tell me what my craw is on my body. So the bouncer, because it's his he's job. Like, and he knows, and he's like, and Lynette fucking runs this club like Ricky and I'm the Flash. And he's like, I'm the kid. He says, wait a minute, you're a child. You can't be in here. He goes, no, 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 I'm I'm her son. And he, he goes. They finally do the smart thing, which is paint the vampire as a rapist. Where they go, whoa, whoa. But also what I do kind of feel like this movie is a metaphor for, like there's points where it's like, obviously it's all fun and games, but like when he starts getting like creepy, it's like that feeling of like a date going south where you're like, oh no, I'm on a date with a, a creep. Like, you know, like I'm on a date with a scary guy. And and that's kind of what Adam leads into. He's like, this guy's been following my mom around. He's a creep. Like, we're getting a little worried about him. Right now, the vampire's just standing in the audience waving at her. Mm-hmm. And so the bouncer's like, oh, not Lynette. Not yeah, he the... says, you want him out of here, child? Yeah! And he goes, <laughs> that would be great. Adam's running this club. And so he gets a couple of other road dogs and they go and pick Dimitri up and just toss him out like a wet sack of shit. And they say, stay out. And they stay out. And they throw him on top of their bikes in the alleyway. Chelsea manages to hide in time before Dimitri sees him sees her and again because he breaks he, the bikes in half yeah, do vampires just, have super strength? they are meant to be stronger than your average man yes that's in Twilight too yes he doesn't know his own strength that's why he, when he tries to have sex with her he has to be really careful but that's yes that's just vampires are stronger <laughs> Can we talk about Twilight? No, I never, ever. Welcome to Twilight. <laughs> is that what the name? Are you starting a podcast within our podcast called this Twilight a- News, which is not about news relating to Twilight. It's just whatever you want to talk about, about Twilight. It wasn't a new podcast. It was more of a section of this podcast. Of this podcast. That had its own intro music. They went, do do Okay, what do you want to say? What's the hot Twilight news? Which is just Emma's opinions about Twilight from 10 years ago. We should be talking about Twilight more. That's the news, is that we need to restart the conversation. We we as a society should talk about it more. And I also, I think because Twilight has broken my brain, I did think that there was going to be a werewolf in this movie. But they just kept using a lot of more. Like Wolfsbane? I thought Wolfsbane was going to show up and he was going to be Jacob. Emma, what did we say up top? It's mom's got a date with a vampire. (laughs) But also... That's all, that's all it is. And then Van Helsing is a third wheel. Full stop. Anyway, she sings a little number. He gets thrown out of the alley. He breaks their bikes in half. 
throws their bikes around, breaks them in a fit of rage, and then... And now he's fucking Spider-Man. He climbs a wall, also a No, he walks thing. up a wall walks that's a wall. not a vampire thing. Yes, it is. They walk Walking on, up the side walk, of walls. Walking on surfaces, yes. Walking on surfaces? Yes. I can walk on surfaces. Well, on vert... You know what I mean. He, They stick to surfaces. It's a they thing. can hang from the ceiling. Yes, because they're bat-like. Bats don't walk up walls. Well, they, they, it's all part of it. This, these are things that vampires do, I assure you. Hey, Siri, can vampires walk on walls? One moment. I do think this is staying in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In a lot of mythology and fiction, vampires can climb up pretty much any surface, even on a ceiling. I knew the ceiling thing because of a bat. Can you not trust me they for once? They can scale walls like spiders. Wow. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was looking for in the other reddits, like in mythology and fiction. Every other reddit is like, yeah, vampires and their <laughs> hemoglobin. And I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? So he climbs up the wall to get back into the club. The mom finishes her number. He gets up on stage to like whisk her off kind of a thing. I was personally hoping he was going to like beat the crap out of the bouncers, actually, like instead of just taking the beating and then walking up the wall. I mean, if that was of... a more dumb movie, he would have like ripped their heads off. I mean, a little bit. Yes. But the important thing is Chelsea sees him climb the wall so now she's like a vampire vampire for sure he takes her out of the club he gets her in the car and she's like oh my gosh i feel so invigorated i haven't sung in years and i was like you don't need a man to sing i feel so great oh i'm having the best time without it and then she's like we know where we should go next and he goes someplace quiet and she's like nah no anyway turn here Adam comes out of the club to meet up with Chelsea, and Chelsea's like, oh, that's a vampire. And Adam goes, yes, thank you. We're on the same page now. What are we doing? And she's like, we've got to go help her, because that's why I'm saying Chelsea should be the lead on this. She's the most can-do, like, we've got to stop them. We need to help our mother. Yeah, at one point, Adam tries to give up on their yes. mother's life, which and is a really Chelsea's weird just like, Yeah, Chelsea's just like, no. So Chelsea is like, well, okay, she's, he's trying to woo our mom to fall in love with him. Guys- Where only, would mom want to go? Because guys will just go wherever the woman wants to go. Yeah, they're like, when mom, when guys are trying to get you to like them, they'll go wherever women want, want yes. to go. And he goes, but he's a vampire. And she goes, vampire it's, or not, all men are the same. Good and line. I was like, yes, Chelsea, thank good line, you. Good line. And she goes, the Harvest Festival. Mom really wanted to go to the Harvest Festival. We have to go there. But how are we going to get there? Our bikes are broken. And Adam reaches into his chest pocket and finds the backstage pass. And he goes, I got it. Let's take a quick break there. And oh, we'll, we have to start with Boomer? Yeah, I know it's not the best place i should have done it before the rockabilly but we were on a good roll and i really wanted to talk about the musical number it's really fun but speaking of the musical number you can enjoy it right now anyway we're gonna take a quick dirt nap we'll be right back. We're back. See, I said boo that time now. I took your phrase. Boo-hoo. Oh, that was, pre- that was pretty good. I'll give you credit on that boo-hoo one. Boo-hoo, we're with Boomer. Boomer. Yeah, ah, oh, Boomer, yes. Who's driving? Because he can drive. No, one. it's the older brother's driving. The bretter? The... <laughs> I, it always mystifies that me. That line delivery will never escape. You know, this is why it's always so great doing a podcast with Emma, because we have such different things we focus in on in movies, where, like, I'm upset about plot details or characterization, and Emma's like... And I'm so high, I forget I don't have all <laughs> And then won't shut up about how some guy says a word kind of weird. 
Britter. So they're in the car with Duffy, his brother's driving, and Boomer. They're all going to Harvest Festival. They called them to pick them up. Boomer is over the moon, just like gawking at Chelsea, like six to midnight. I didn't like this scene. I didn't take notes on it. it. Grossed me out. But they try to explain to them what's going on, like the whole vampire thing, and they're just kind of like, yeah. And they're not whatever. buying it because they're sane. Well, they do a little bit, I think. I think they have to buy at least a certain amount because of what happens. They drop them off at the Harvest Fest, uh, and they're like, all right, well, we'll help you out. I wish it made any sense why they do what they do based on this last conversation. Have, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird because he they're like asking for help and it's like, yeah, we'll help you out with your dumb vampire thing after the concert. And then Boomer's like, no, I'm not going to the concert. I'm going You're to the date. Harvest Festival with Chelsea. And, and it's revealed that he sold her for a backstage pass. Oh no, hang on. You can't, you have to say the most disgusting line of the entire thing, which is when he goes, come on, Chelsea, you want to like go get a corn dog or something? And she goes, uh, no, thank you and he goes oh playing vixen huh hard to get and i threw up in my own mouth here's a reason i didn't write that down because it was awful and he's an awful human being and i don't know and, why but he's here thank god she gets really mad at the brother for this this is yes. this, is a, this movie has low-key feminist undertones much like dating a man being in prison but i think it's a good that they had her get really mad she's like she doesn't blow it off as like are you gross like she's legitimately pissed at her brother yeah because boomer is like we had a deal adam that i would kiss your sister for the ticket and she's like that's what you traded and runs off and he gives the ticket back. Why are you doing like, everyone in that voice deals Chelsea off. doesn't sound like Whatever. that. Whatever. They meet And up. I said stop he, selling your female family members. He catches up with her and apologizes and it, like it threw me off guard because I was like oh we're trying to have like an emotional moment. But you can never tell with these two because it sounds like the rest of their conversations. Yeah you. And she then she pulls themes out of her ass which is like yes. respect the things that matter and I'm like what? No, he, he, said, he literally says that he's like "There's I've learned so much I was a different person then and she goes that was like yesterday. yesterday? That was like hours ago. Or it was. This movie takes yeah, place so, in yeah, 48 hours. Whatever. It was like hours ago, basically. And he's like, but I've learned so much about keeping close the things that matter and et cetera. And I was like, I don't think you've learned anything. It's been when like a day. When did you have a moment where you learned something? Like, it was just such a random moment thrown in for no reason. And also, shocker, y'all don't have time for this. Your mom's on a date with a vampire. Sort out your emotional shit later. But the mom and the vampire go to the Harvest Festival. Well, they're at the Harvest Festival. They're going on like a spinny ride and the mom's just like, yeah! She's she got a groove back. But then she rejects him. Yes. And is like, he's like, I'm ready to get out of here. And she's like, listen, like, I this was great. Really discovered a lot about myself, but like some people just don't click. Yeah, because he get they get off the ride and he's like, and she's like, Oh, I wish we could keep being like this forever, having the best time. And he's like, We can do that. I'm talking about forever. Like, and she's like, Whoa, 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 slow down. And then gives him the speech of like, where this isn't working. How about we go ride the bumper cars? And then this is where he's just like, No. <laughs> now he's like, free will is for, for yes, I don't care about your and wishes. This is when anymore. I was like, this is scary as an adult woman a real horror film when you reject a guy and he gets a little scary weary yeah because he is like i'm tired i'm hungry now he puts her in a trance I'm done with this shit. I'm putting you in a trance. So he stares at her. Things go all loopy for a second. Adam sees this. Oh yeah, also they get to the Harvest Festival after sorting out their stuff, steal some walkie-talkies and are searching for them. Adam yeah, sees- Yeah, because she's scared to like split up. And so he's like, he steals walkie-talkies from the fair and it's like, all right, yeah, like, go to secure, channel three. The Let's- security people. And so he sees this and is like, oh no, he's putting her into a trance. And I think this is kind of the most iconic shot from the this movie. Is the, the teeth shot. It's yes, so good. Because it's from the trailer. Yes, it's for, that's because it's from the trailer. He's uh, staring into and is going to like entice her and maybe bite her. I can't really tell. But then Adam picks up a like knocked throws up a not ball. the milk bottle, knocked on the milk bottle ball, throws it at the back of the guy's head, and Turn. he spins around and goes. <laughs> 
It's a great shot. The camera zooms really fast with the ball. It's it's a good shot. And he like vampire senses where Adam is and vampire teleports behind him. Twilight news. He now he moves out of nowhere like Robert Pattinson in Twilight, where he's like zooming around and can like appear behind him really, really fast. Like he has super speed, which the vampires in Twilight have. That's all it's because it's this vampire esque thing. I think it's it's more it's more about like teleporting, I think, than speed necessarily, but I think they adapt it to be kind of speed. But he teleports by Adam and like grabs him by the ear and is like, ah, Adam, what are you doing here? And pulls him behind a shed. And what's funny to me is that he doesn't know Adam knows he's a vampire. But no, he does. He's showing Adam his teeth at the restaurant. Hello? Oh, uh, well, I guess. But then, like, why would he do that in the first place? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This movie is way too upfront with the fact that he's a he vampire. He is, he is. And he goes, listen, I know you're having a problem starting out with the vampire thing, but I'm going to turn your mom into, like, my queen of the undead. You just got to deal with that. Otherwise, I will kill you, a child. That's what's going to happen. This whole back half of the movie, the whole third act, I love it because it's just negotiation. A little like, bit. Like, there's no action. Like, in a normal movie, this would be an action sequences where shit would start popping off but it's really just adam and this vampire hashing out terms of deals yeah and it's literally just the vampire being like like everyone continually thinking they have a leg up on the vampire and it's the vampire being like no I'm a, va- goes, I'm a vampire i have vampire there powers. is a line and he goes you're 12 he goes i'm 13 and he goes and I'm, I'm a, a vampire. vampire. It's like, what Great are we doing? Dialogue. Like, what is the, what is happening? Like, why do you think you're going to win this? And it obviously, like, I know, and this is where I got the, why doesn't he just hypnotize Adam kind of a thing? I know he can't just kill him because it's a channel original movie. But do you really think any child would just be like, hey, I'm going to hypnotize your mom and turn her into Queen of the Dead. Don't do anything about it. Say nothing to no one. Bye. Also, like, what's your plan? Those kids are orphans now. Did, kill the kids. It makes it cleaner. But, but I'm, I'm saying it's a Disney Channel original know. movie. Or better yet, go date women without kids. Yeah, that I do kind of wish there was something addressed as to why he wants the mom specifically. There's also a crazy thing in this conversation with Adam where he's like, he reveals himself to be the guy from the person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're Wolfsbane? And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. What did you think? Well, I think they were thinking that he was just a random guy they met in the supermarket. A random person that they met in the supermarket that happens to be a vampire and the ad that they answered that hates gar- a- Italian food in terms of... Yeah, they don't really put those together on that one, honestly. Hey, caramba. But he, Dimitri, leaves Adam, gets the mom, takes her to his car to go back to his house. But while they're searching... They have destroyed the engine of that Ferrari. While, while they're searching... While they were searching for the mom, we see Boomer and Duffy walking through the parking lot and they see the car that they had described. And they just, we don't know what they do. I don't know if they like steal the spark plugs or like, I don't know. They do like a sound of music when the nuns mess up the Nazi's yeah. car, basically. Little SOM. So that's what the cool kids call it. Yeah, SOM. SOM. Are your kids texting about the sound of music? Yeah, SOM, sound of music. So he. HDY, how do you solve a problem like Maria? I like how you tried to come up with the acronym. My mind could not. I'll work fast enough, but you guys would knew what I was gonna joke. So he walks off with her. Chelsea catches up with Adam, and like we said, he's just sitting at like a picnic bench. He's like, bench. well, he's got her. Yeah, mom's dead. We're done. And then Chelsea just is like, uh, no. She goes, this is our family. We yeah. We have like one parent. Dad's fucking his new wife in Ibiza. We've got <laughs> to get at mom. And like, and she literally says like, you're the monster guy. You should be the one. And I said this too. Once Adam knows he's a vampire, shouldn't he have been like, okay, we need garlic. This is the playbook. We need, we need crosses. No. We need holy water. He's been water. trying to negotiate with this vampire. No, he's just We don't negotiate with vampires. Just playing it by, yeah, this is America, sir. <laughs> we as a nation. This is America in the year 2000. Actually, this is post 
post. This, this is pre nine eleven. They may not have that this in their before mind. Before they learned not to negotiate with terrorists or vampires. Or vampires. Uh, yeah, that's how they said it. Actually, we don't negotiate with terrorists or vampires. Or vampires. Or vampires. Also, so the, she she rallies him and he's like, okay, he's yes. gonna take her back to, to his lair. To his, and she goes, he told us where he lives. He said he's renovating the big home. fumble on the vampires part. He didn't need to tell them that. He offered that up, up that information. Yeah, before anything, like it was a massive massive L from this guy. I also like that on, as they're running out, they show because it's a Disney movie. They show him returning the walkies that he stole. That was a his. funny joke. He just barges into the a security guard like booth and just hands the walkie. He's like, "Here you go." And the guy just looks so confused of like, "Why did you have these?" This movie has so many locations. This movie was expensive. They then go to the house. They have to get this man. Well, we do need to address a thing, which is that they go to the house. She says, "I'll call us a cab," which I was amazed. Like that was an option. Why did you need Duffy? But she goes to call them a cab. Malachi Van Helsing, after getting the tip, has been driving around with his kid. He's been, he's been driving around, and then Taylor pops out from the back seat. He came along, and Taylor just keeps saying, "I can help," and I'm like, "No, you can't. There's nothing." There's you're a going point to... where he goes, "Where do people go dancing around here?" And the kid goes, "I don't know. I'm, I'm eight. eight. And I was like, like, "Good point." They're just—it's literally just like two separate scenes of them in a car driving around. And I wrote, "Karen, you and the kid have great chemistry." <laughs> And he tells them, like, he... he I don't believe they did, but at the time, I thought so. No, they don't have great chemistry. The only time they have good chemistry is when Van Helsing pulls out a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and starts that, eating it. That was when I wrote that note. And he, like, tears in half and gives it to the kid, and he goes... Uh, and the kid goes, did your mom make this for you? And he goes, I don't live with my mom. I live in a hotel. But lots of hotels. Because he's traveling around. I, I feel like he's a deeply sad man. Well, Malachi they're setting Van him Helsing. up to date the mom. Yeah, barely. I'm not here for that, honestly. Uh, she just got her groove back, okay? I want her to date the lead singer of the Rockabilly Band. Oh, I'd like that, honestly. But he says to Taylor, okay, this guy really likes old big houses. Where is that? And he's like, uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of those by like the lake. And so at one point, they get out of the car and do another And co- then he also asks the kid for directions. He goes, go straight. They go, yeah, what eight-year-old kid- knows where to drive? I agree. I did have that note as well. But at a certain point, they get out of the car and do another cockamamie ritual where there's a bunch of like little tiny <laughs> candles on the ground in like a circular pattern. And then he puts like a little thing into the fire and it explodes I was, and there's I one burnt out. I thought this was majestic out. but I was high. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate they decided to do that practically and just do like a big little flash effect kind of thing. I mean, it, it adds a little ooh So Beavis it. and Butthead, sister and brother, show up to the fucking manor house. Bef- they get there before the vampire and the mom. Because they... The uh, spark plug thing. The spark plug thing. Although, and also apparently the Harvest Festival has the world's quickest mechanic. Oh, God. Because he just shows up, there's a dough truck and then he blasts out of there like a bat out of hell, pun intended. And so they arrive at the house uh driven by the most stereotypically accented i was taxi. like i like how in a world where <laughs> vampires exist we still have space for a racist yeah. caricature of an indian american person because that's not that guy's, that's cat. not that guy's real voice it's the only person of color in this movie by the way yeah, oh no the great. teacher the teacher yeah, was yeah. black but that's it i yeah it's just not great it's a full-on like a poo from yeah. the simpsons it's bad also so they get here and then they also have a really bland conversation where adam's like if we if i die like you're still a family without no, me. No, no, mom dies no, no, mom dies. no this was the line where i was like i this kid cannot nail down is acting. Chelsea, as they're walking in, it goes, hey, just so you know, like, if anything happens to mom, we're still a family. Like, just the three of us. I know it's not... She does deliver that pretty good. We're not with dad, but the three of us will be a family still. And he goes, no, what are you saying? 
No, no, I'm sorry. That was too much emotion. Yeah. No. What are you saying? Pause. They're also, like, not looking at each other. Pause. They're, like, we walking. We have to save mom. It's like they're walking to class when they have this Yes, conversation. it's the most, it's nothing. There's no emotion given to it. So then they go to get his coffin. Mm-hmm. And, Luke, I just want you to explain this because I'm going to get yelled at. Because it's, like, they're, like, if we have his coffin. I was, like, if we have his coffin, we what? What are you guys going to fucking do with a coffin? So... This is, again, uh, a variable thing with vampires. Sometimes vampires need to sleep in their coffins at day. So if you take the coffin, it, they die. Like, the sunlight will get them. They will. It's not like you can just sit inside all day and be fine. You gotta be in the coffin. You have to be in the coffin. So it's basically like, if he doesn't get that, the vampire's donezo, basically. Now, in my opinion... All you gotta do is destroy the coffin. That would be a great way well, they to... they do put it into a lake. Well, that's that's a, a separate thing, which is that vampires can't cross running water. I didn't know that either. They yes, should have taught us a little more before they expected me to know all this lore. I mean, these... these They're, they're, they're a little Do not say this is common knowledge. Some of them this are common. This is for children. Some of these are some common knowledge stuff. Do you think they couldn't do a cross because of religious yeah, iconography? Because I, so. I kept expecting someone to do like a put two stakes together to make a cross. I took forever for the garlic to come out. They finally gave yeah. the little kid garlic. I was like, that's the one thing I knew as a kid. But so they go up to, yeah, his room with the coffin and they try and lift it and it's really heavy. And so they go, okay, well, we can't just steal it then. There was the only funny line that I thought like actually got me a genuine laugh is where they try to do this thing where he's trying to explain to the sister what they should do with the coffin. He's trying to explain monster lore like you are mm-hmm. to me or he's like, remember that time you stole the remote and hit it in your room? Yeah, this is the weirdest method. And, so, and, and I stole your cell phone. And she's like, oh, like coffin is cell phone, blah, blah, blah. And then they try to lift the coffin and she goes, okay, well now the, co- the cell phone metaphor falls apart yeah, well, yeah, I laugh so hard yeah it's a really it's a pretty good scene because it's like it doesn't make any because even his metaphor in the, the time metaphor didn't make is bad sense. and so it made it, it, the fact that she makes fun of the metaphor really cracked me up but then he notices that there's a lake right outside and he goes okay we don't have to like get it Why out of here he choose to live on the lake if he can't cross water because he likes old mansions and that's where all the old mansions in town so do are. i i should date this vampire emma no what even it's the lesson of the entire movie <laughs> damn it do you want to be in a prison? You've been over this. So they carry it downstairs. No, they toss it out of a freaking window. And then they carry it to the lake. Which I was like, wouldn't that destroy it? But apparently it's a very sturdy coffin. Must be made out of like mahogany or something. But yeah, they take it down to the lake. They roll up in the Ferrari while they're doing this. And they have to like be very quiet and yes. not get caught. But then Dimitri takes the mom into the house and is like, ah, yes, finally we're alone. Now I can finally do my vampire shit. But then he stops. <laughs> And he smells, smells humans. Human. He goes, humans. <gasps> Adam. And then he runs upstairs. Realizes his coffin is gone. Realizes God lets out Screams. a, a blood curdling, pun intended, scream. And they're like, oh boy, okay, we gotta get this in the lake right now. And so they toss the coffin in the lake. He tells Chelsea to hide. And then he screams, like, hey, Dimitri, looking for something? And then he gets on top of the coffin. From which he will negotiate with the yes. vampire. Yes, that is what happens. He gets on top of the coffin it's, and kind of floats it out into the it's water. It's kind of like an interview with a vampire. <laughs> Do you actually think that that was funny or clever? Because it wasn't. Emma, that's Emma's literally slapping her knee. She thinks that was a real knee slapper, folks. Oh, guys, this podcast should be behind a paywall because that was hilarious. It really was not. It's crazy you guys are getting this for free. <laughs> That was, maybe, Emma, we've been doing this a long time, maybe one of the worst jokes I've ever heard you put out there. So he interviews the vampire. 
So the vampire comes to the little dock and is like, give me the coffin back. And he they goes, negotiate. I'm not going to do that because you got to give me my mom back and you can't cross running water. I hold all the cards. Sun's coming up also. Sun's coming clock. Yeah, that's the thing. He says sun rises at six. And so I'm thinking that means he probably has like a solid. Listen to that Harvest Festival. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, that must, I was like, there must be like a solid six hours at least left. Um, No, <laughs> it's like 4 a.m. right now. Harvest Festival went late. I mean, with the part of what is the city, city's noise ordinance? I mean, the, the Harvest Festival is going. It goes all night, baby. That's It's it's crazy. It's like a town fair. Yeah, literally. It and then, it, so the vampire goes, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. And your negotiations. Well, he takes another sniff and is like, nah, nah, wait a minute. And he goes Any over. Edward Cullen's teleport runs to Chelsea. He grabs, grabs Chelsea her. by the back of her neck. And then all of her clothes turn red for a second. Why? Did you notice that? Was what? that a mistake? What? I don't know. I was, but she, the, no, I don't think it was because she like looks down at her clothes and being like, huh? And I was like, what? I noticed that and I thought it was because I was high but then because they, they go back to normal yeah immediately and no one comments on it and then he goes she's a little young to be my queen but you'd make a fine vampire princess nice to know this vampire draws a line of statutory rape <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah it's nice to have they you out you gotta it. have your boundaries because he was like I'm gonna bite her but I wanna make I very was, clear I'm not gonna fuck her I was worried that they were <laughs> that he was gonna say like she's a little young but what is age to a vampire and I would've been like whoa my guy Whoa! This movie would not have been on Disney Plus had they slid that in there. No, that was that would have been way too far. I'm glad they didn't do that. And then he goes, I'm going to make you an only child. And I go, son, there's another kid. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I have that now too. He instead of like, he's like, I, either you give me the coffin or I kill Chelsea. I'm still going to do all this shit with the mom. So you can either be an orphan or an orphan and an only child. And I was like, my guy, you know there's a third you kid. You met that third you kid. You met the third kid. But also the kid is very forgettable. So honestly, I... And I was I, like, fair dues. I also forget about that third kid. Yeah. I think even the mom would have been like, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so even though Chelsea's like screaming and being like, no, no, no. She's a fucking badass. She's like, let me die. Yeah. She she's like, so, I don't care. Yeah. She's literally like, mom's more important. Yeah, she's like, like, save mom. Let me die. I'll go to Valhalla. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, deal. And he goes, just give me a second, which is their excuse to cut because they can't have him actually like paddle it back in because there's no way it's like an actual boat. And that would take work. 45 minutes. It would take forever. And then what I thought was so freaking fun. Well, okay. Also, we see Van Helsing show up. He makes Taylor wait in the car, just holding a big thing of garlic, which I thought would come into play. It doesn't. Van Helsing gets out to go survey the mansion. But then what I thought was so freaking funny is he made them carry the coffin back in. Yes! Like, the, we see them walk up the stairs with the coffin and, and they just can plop barely it down. And, like, it was so fun. It's so petty of him. I really enjoyed that. But then Van Helsing comes. Yeah, Van, well, he's like, okay, kids, you had to understand how this was going to go. I'm, gonna, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. And then all of a sudden, Mal guy van helsing pops out of literally nowhere i don't know Comes where flying i don't know where he came from and then they start having like this conversation in like i don't know transylvanian or some shit yeah they're speaking a different language they speak a different language and it's like i always i assumed that van helsing was just after this guy because he's a vampire but it seems like they have this ages old well, rivalry no, they literally are tussling on the floor and he goes in budapest i should have finished you in budapest correct so he like lunges at Van Helsing. Also, Carradine gets like body rocked. Like, the, this well, fighting no. between the two of them is very physical. It is because well, it does say that he had a stunt double at the end. Because the vampire lunges at him, he dodges out of the way and gets, goes flying out also, of the Robert door. Also, Robert Carradine is not a magician. I made that up, guys. Yeah, I was. I, I figured, but um, he goes flying out of the door and then uh, Van Helsing closes the door and is like that one. That's where Carradine gets body rocked with the doors. And... Yeah, but also it kind of made me. Physical think... flying out. The door like collapses on him. No, no, I'm saying the vampire goes flying out. Oh the door, yeah. And then he closes the door to lock him out, and he says that won't hold. 
them for long. We've got to get your mom out of here. Kind out of, of the, the trance. Out of the trance. And so they're trying to do that. It's not working. And again, Malachi not being apparently the best vampire hunter just gets bodied as the vampire breaks yes, down is, the door. And I was like, how did you not see that coming, my this guy? This is where I said va- that he gets bodied. He gets hit hard with that door. I was yes. like, whoa. And now, But now the vampire's attentions at least have changed to Van Helsing so they can kind of go over and try and shake, shake their, their mom mouth. out of the trance even though it doesn't really seem to be working. So the vampire, working at all. The vampire like takes the door off of him and like tosses him around some more, throws him on the ground and then he climbs over him like he's going to bite his neck and is like, um, he's unconscious at this point. And but Taylor says, saves him. Does he though? He hits him with the stake. Yeah, he just kind of bops. Taylor comes again out of nowhere because he got out of the car. Bops him on the back of the head and goes, no. And then they're like, Taylor, don't do that. Taylor, don't do that. And the guy vampire's like, Taylor, don't do that. You're an eight-year-old. I'm not afraid of you. And he goes to bite him again and Taylor just bops him again. And I was like, Taylor, throw the garlic on him. But he doesn't have a garlic anymore. Yeah, where did that garlic go? I don't know. He just left it on the ground because he's an idiot, apparently. All right, let's stop hating on Taylor. I I did not like Taylor at all. I'm sorry. But then, yeah, this is the scene that I I really, I was already very sold on the dad from the nanny, his performance of the yeah. vampire. He's been doing a great job, but this is really- He's been firing on all cylinders Yeah, he really, he put it all, he, he left it all on the court on this one. And, but this is really the scene that just sold me on this guy, where he's like, kids, listen, listen up. Listen to me. I am not afraid of you. I am a vampire. I am a vampire. Watch this. And he like mind controls Chelsea and- Adam. He like pulls them closer to him. Yes, like psychically. And he's like, I'm going to rip your throats out and drink your blood. That's what I'm thinking. This whole climax, because they can't show any violence, is just like him reasoning with them. It's like, it's like, I will kill you. Yes. I can't show you and that I'm going to kill you. And Taylor's just standing there with a stake and he just like moves it out of the way. He's like, you're an eight-year-old. And he goes, eight and a half. Vampire. Yeah. Recognize, like, I've got this pretty in the bag. But his fatal mistake was that he's pulling the kids towards him. He's standing in front of his coffin. Mm-hmm. And so the kids are, like, looking at their mother. They're also scared because they're about to be murdered by a vampire. Yes. And they're like, Mom, please help. And he goes, oh, then he, she can't help you. And then she's in a mo- motions to Van Helsing. He can't help you. You're just children at my mercy. And goes to kill them. But the cries of her children for Wake help. Wake her out of the trance. Wake her out of the trance. true love because for her they, children. Because they are her true, true love. Loves. And Lynette, one of the greatest women alive, just goes and said, uh, what, 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 you know, she, she answers a question. Do I get it written down here? Wait, hold on. I think it's like, who's next? And then she says, you or something like that. But she pushes him into the coffin. She pushes him forward. Carradine springs up and opens the coffin. So he falls. Yeah, they kind of do a little tag team here. Yes. I don't know if he was like playing possum or just something about the tides shifting had uh, managed to play in possum. I think we could all be playing possum a little bit more. Um, but Carrion springs up, opens the coffin, he falls in, and then Carrion reaches into his bag and pulls out the ultimate vampire hunter's tool, a nail a gun. A nail gun that has <laughs> silver nails. Which, which I'm sorry wouldn't do anything. Like, that makes no sense. That one I'm with you there makes no sense. There is great eyebrow acting from the guy from the nanny. I can't even do it. I no, can't make my an, eyebrow do that. No. Like, he has, like, a great eyebrow moment. And then I said, the nails are silver. Isn't that the wolves? What? But also just that wouldn't do anything. And what I'm is sorry. that? Do? The silver doesn't impact how strong the nail so if the vampire is super strong, he'd probably break out of his coffin. I didn't, I, this logic didn't work for me, but fair dues. Robert Carradine says, like, I think might be my favorite line because it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is fucking crazy where he's like, what are we going to do with this alive vampire? Because, yeah, the mom is awake now and she's like, oh, kids, I'm glad you're okay. Looks at the guy and is like, what are we going to do with him? And Van Helsing goes, well, we got to send him somewhere. There's a lot of sunlight. So I'm going to send him to my storage facility in the South Pole. What? 
And then comes summertime. Which was like a weird callback to the South Pole. Yeah, it is. And then he says, come summertime, we're going to send him right back to Finland. What? Is there a lot of sun in Finland? Uh, Maybe, but also, you know where there's sun outside right now because it's 6 a.m. apparently and the sun is out? It is pancake time because they're like, oh, but sun's up. We're all tired and hungry because we've been up literally all day long. Yeah, there's a weird kind of moment between Van Helsing and the mom where she goes, do you want to join us for breakfast? And she goes, I never got to make those pancakes. And And he's like, do you have them with chocolate chips? And she goes, oh, I've got the chocolate chips. And he goes, it's a date. And the kids are like, no, no, it's not a date, please. these kids no are going to be dates. scarred about their mom dating, which like she needs to get back out there. If we, learn I, mean, I mean, I she's Emma. She's in a period of rediscovery for herself. She'll, go, I know, but I she'll think, do that I'm, when I'm she's ready. I'm not saying she needs a relationship, but I want her to be out in the world. She's I just realized, want her to be happy, and I don't know if she'll be happy with this vampire hunting man. He seems kind of like a loser. He seems broken. Yeah, I don't think anything can fix this man. He all that he has is killing vampires. Like that's the thing. Now that he has caught his greatest rival, what's he gonna do now? I don't. Yeah, is there know. other vampires? That's what I assumed. I thought he was just on to the next vampire, but they have a long history. History, it would appear. Anyway, that's Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. It is a fun movie. I do think it has some weaker points, but I also think it has a lot of strong ones. I think it's a very fun Halloween time watch. I thought it's a super fun for Halloween when you want something like not scary, but like got the Halloween vibes, like Hocus Pocus, you know, like that kind of oh, vibe. I think I'm sorry. The adult actors are all fantastic. True. But I do need to bring up, I almost forgot, I do love this detail. After they seal him in the coffin, they just start playing audio of him, of like, him in the of coffin. Of him knocking on it and being like, guys, 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 this is all a misunderstanding. Guys, it was all this misunderstanding. And as the thing is fading out to credits, he goes, happy Halloween. Haha, <laughs> it was all one big joke, guys. Don't worry about it. And then over the credits, they continue to play him yes. knocking and saying stuff. They just had him riff. Really it's forever. very it's very funny. And I think this movie has a good sense of humor about it. Like we said, I think it knows what it is, does what it needs to do. I think it's a good time. I think the actors know what movie they're in. Like they're they're doing exactly what is asked of them, which I love. Um I enjoyed it. I did too. I don't think overall it was a strong movie. It doesn't movie. go on too long, which I love. Like yes. they could have stretched it out and like it's a fast, like it's all happening in one night. It's only one date. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that about it. Yeah, I just think the characters and the narrative could have been a bit stronger, but it's a fun time. It's a it's a fun little movie. What would you rate? I would rate it a 7.5. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. It was a little lower for me, but still fun. I also think I had the nostalgia factor pretty yes, strong because I remembered watching factor. this growing up. Absolutely. I mean, you always have to take that into account. Anyway, do you want to know what we're watching next month? No. So next month is November, as you're all aware, because of calendars. And in November, I like to do movies, when I get to pick, I like to do movies that are based on Disney Channel TV shows because I'm particularly thankful for those These are TV all shows. bad. They haven't all been bad. I can't think of one good one. The Kim Possible one was good. I didn't like that. And it was a really boring podcast. Wow. Just coming straight for me like that. Well, I don't know. Maybe this one will be good because next month we're watching The Sweet Life, the movie. I've never seen it. I haven't right? seen it either. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't I, like when for, they make movies out of the TV shows. They're never satisfying. I remember the commercials for it being very confusing about what the movie was about. I think there's like cloning, maybe? No, thanks. They're in like a science lab? I'm maybe? out. I don't know. But we're going to watch that. Let's see how it is. Grandma, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. And you can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow there. And uh, you can find out when new episodes are up or when we throw up polls about what movie we're going to watch. I don't know when we'll do that next, but it did happen. So it'll probably happen 
happen again at some point. If you also want to be a real deep comrade, you can give us an old rate and review on the old iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, whatever lets you rate and review us. It really helps us out and we really appreciate it. And as always, you should check out audioentropy.com for a whole bevy of great podcasts. And I'm sure there'll be one you love. I guarantee it. Anyway, I think that'll do it for us. Everybody, I hope you have a really happy and safe and fun Halloween. I hope you don't go out on dates with any vampires. Mm. Or if they are, I hope they're the nice kind of sexy kind and not not the weird, creepy, trance-manipulating kind of vampire. Because let's face it, vampires, kind of hot though. Kind of hot. Kind of hot. If Twilight Corner taught us anything. (laughs) Yeah, it was Twilight News. Twilight News. It was Twilight. Get Get your shit straight. But I think that'll do it for us this month, guys. Have a happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Bye. D comes forever. How do you stop a vampire? Oh, well, uh, don't invite him into your house. Or you can stab him with a stake. Or you can steal their coffin and keep it till sunrise. That's what happened in the house of Frankenstein. Well, kinda. I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about a real-life vampire. Real-life vampire. And uh, you're gonna have to find a vampire hunter. Like this guy, Malachi's on Helsing. But good luck finding him. The newspaper calls him a mysterious shadowy figure. We gotta call him. Uh, mysterious shadowy figures? Don't have phone numbers. We gotta do something. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Dimitri? <laughs> ah, Mom was right. Shouldn't be watching monster movies. But he turned into a bat. I saw it. I did. Uh-huh.